Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Yesterday I made the... uh the comment on social media about uh, all of these entities that got Pulitzers for the uh, pursuit of a story that was a hoax, that being uh, that Donald Trump had colluded with Russia to throw the election in 2016. And uh, yet the New York Times, Washington Post, they all got Pulitzers about this, man. And even though everything that they reported was a lie, it was it was ultimately uh, proven true. And I'm like, how could somebody keep a, a, a trophy on their mantle that isn't uh, isn't true? You know, how, how could you live with yourself? I, I have a trophy my kids gave me. It's world's greatest dad. I mean, technically, yeah, I mean. Who's the world's great? Me, the great. I'm pretty good, but uh, you know that is, I'm sure, questionable. But, but you know, generally, if you have a an award, I've got a an award over here for my work with children's charities, Children's National Medical Center. I didn't make that up. I didn't make. We got a, a radio station of the year one year from Children's Miracle, and that was true. We we were we we ended up being the uh, you know the station of the year and all that. And so uh, when you. Uh, when you get a, a Pulitzer, a Pulitzer, don't you suppose that a news media that wants to be reputable would say to the people who got the Pulitzers, give back the Pulitzers because it's a stain on what we do? Or is it that the media has just become a tool of the state? And uh, that appears to be so. That appears to be so. The gray lady, the Washington, uh, uh, the, the New York Times and the Washington Post, both of which won Pulitzers for the reporting on the saga. Uh, let's see. There was a report from 2017 claimed that in 2016 of May, George Papadopoulos, a young foreign policy advisor to Donald Trump, made a startling revelation to Australia's, uh, Australia's top diplomat in Britain. Namely, Russia had political dirt on Hillary Clinton in Moscow, had thousands of emails that would embarrass Clinton. Yet the Australian diplomatic question... Alexander Downer told the Durham probe that Papadopoulos, Papadopoulos, try it again, Papadopoulos made no mention of Clinton emails dirt or any specific approach by the Russian government to the Trump campaign. They still went after him, though. They wrecked George Papadopoulos' life, that's for sure. Uh, And I said yesterday, I said, isn't this what happens when you, uh, when everybody gets a trophy? Right? Isn't that what you don't have to earn anything? Isn't that what this is? Isn't it? You know, maybe millennials, that's kind of the first generation. Nothing gets done. I mean, to disparage all millennials, because, you know, Gen X, uh, we got our problems too. But I'll tell you, I believe the first generation of people raised with participation trophies would have to be the millennial generation. And so, uh, wouldn't you feel kind of stupid pursuing something that wasn't true? Because really, what they did is they just parroted talking points from the government. That's all they did. They worked with sycophantic 
insiders in Washington, D.C., and they parroted their talking points and claimed that it was a real story. And, and their uh, listeners politely golf applauded and went, oh, God, we got Donald Trump. Oh, my goodness, we got Donald Trump. We've got him good tonight. Oh, yes, Donald Trump is going down. The walls are closing in. And they gave him a Pulitzer, and I, I, maybe there was an award ceremony. It might have been uh, interrupted by COVID. It was all based on a lie. And the Washington Post is still standing by its reportings, saying that uh, the, the Russia stories were not discredited by the Durham report. Yeah. I would be ashamed, but, you know, I have shame, and you have shame as well. Uh, Rachel Maddow, Rachel Maddow d- dedicated years to the Russia collusion hoax. Has anybody heard from Rachel uh, Maddow lately on this? No, haven't heard anything because they have no shame. She still gets paid an ungodly amount of money. Rachel Maddow, like $15 million a year. I- I'd work for one fifteenth of that. I would. I would. Uh, Rachel Maddow said the bottom line allegation of this unproven dossier is that Russia didn't just attack our election. They did so with the knowledge of and support of the Trump campaign, that the Trump folks were on in on it, uh, that they knew what Russia was doing while they were doing it, and they continued meeting with the Russians. It was all a lie. It was all nonsense. All of that, buddy. Remember that? Remember that the buddy, buddy. Uh, Donald Trump was buddy buddies with uh, with Putin. Those were those were those were Democrat talking points. Those were all Democrat talking points. And I said Russia had no compelling interest at all, at all, in electing Donald Trump president. Because what did they get? What did Russia get? What what did they have gotten from Hillary Clinton? Well, when she was Secretary of State, she signed off in Uranium One and got hundreds of millions of dollars from Russia oligarchs into her foundation, into her foundation. And, uh, and then when she lost the election, she uh, folded up the foundation. This is Marsha Blackburn yesterday. Marsha Blackburn yesterday saying the exact same thing that I said literally back in 2016. Oh, your reaction to the Durham report. I am not surprised with what we found out from the Durham report because we've said all along Hillary and Bill Clinton had close ties to the Russians. Yes, that's the compelling interest the Russians had in putting Hillary Clinton in the White House. They were big funders of the Clinton Foundation. What did I just say? Hillary even said to Vladimir Putin, let's punch the reset button yeah. and reset this relationship. Or the auto deposit, the, the auto deposit into my account button. That is one of the first things she did as our Secretary of State. Yeah. And there was never evidence <laughs> around this Russia collusion with Donald Trump. And now we find out Hillary was the one who was cooking this plan up and then saying it was the Russians and blaming it on Donald Trump when all along it was Hillary Clinton who was close to the Russians. Yeah, and the big problem with the Durham report is nobody's being held accountable because that's what the swamp does. They cover each other. Nobody ever gets perp walked. Nobody gets arrested. No, no big crime. It used to be, you know, when it was uh, when it was the uh, the people surrounding uh, Richard Nixon. Then it was all very, very open in the open, and uh, and two people had their entire careers built on the Watergate investigation. Woodward and Bernstein, they're historic figures, and then they ended up just being Democrat Party tools the rest of their entire careers. 
Let's go to uh, Keith in Odenton, Maryland. Keith has a uh, comment on the uh, Durham Report. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show, my friend. What's up? Hi, Rob. How you doing? Uh, Glorious. I was trying to refresh my memory with your producer, and it didn't work. Um, I seem <laughs> to remember the media and the Democrats are playing back now when Trump said, I wish Russia could find your 30,000 missing emails. Yes. I remember that from the debate. Yeah. But I haven't been able to find what she said to trigger him to say that. Your producer said it was on the stump, which he may have said that on the stump, too. Yeah. But I remember at the time, I'm a, I'm a Reagan Republican. I'm a baby boomer yeah. right in the middle of the whole thing. Gotcha. I voted for Jimmy Carter in 76, and I served Ugh. in his army for four years, and I couldn't wait to get Reagan in there because, I mean, it was just awful. But one of the things that Reagan was very strong with the baby boomers was because he did win the Cold War without taking us to war. So that was part of the reason that we all really loved Reagan, especially the veterans. And I saw her bringing up Russia out of nowhere with Trump to try. I remember seeing it. And I thought at the time, well, what is that? I never heard Trump linked with Russia. I think it was a clumsy attempt by her, one of her strategists had said, hey, we got to split the boomers away from Trump by making him look pro-Russia because they loved Reagan because he was anti-Russia. But I, I remember it from the debates that she just brought up Russia out of nowhere, and yeah. now we know why, because that yeah. was part of their strategy, of course. this steel dossier and all this junk, to yeah. try to turn the, the old Reagan Republicans against Trump. Oh, 100%. Now, I don't have the footage, but I do have the quote, actually. This was a CBS article, um, and it says, uh, Donald Trump, I hope Russia finds Hillary Clinton's emails. And uh, Donald Trump... That. What I'm trying to find out is what she said right before that, because she brought up Russia. He was responding to her. All right, let me see here. Now we have the reaction to... I got some audio here. Hold on one second. second. Trump from the Clinton campaign, and Nancy Cordes has that. Hold on. She does not view this as a political issue. She views this as a national security issue. Clinton senior policy advisor Jake Sullivan slammed Trump's proposal to Putin, saying in a statement, this has to be the first time that a major presidential candidate has actively encouraged a foreign power to conduct espionage against his political opponent. Now, that's Hillary Clinton's response to Donald Trump saying, uh, Russia, if you're listening, I hope you'll be able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. I think you will probably be rewarded my by our press, right? But the question so, for me, yeah, I, yeah where where it came, what we what he was responding to, right? That's what I'm trying to find. I haven't been I able to find it, and I thought maybe you remembered it because well, he brought up Russia at the debate out of nowhere. Yeah, and it looked to me, I said, why was that? Why would she do that? Because I know what she's like, you know. And and like I said, he responded oh. to it, and they went with his response and just ignored what she had brought up to prompt him to say Well, that. let me let me posit something to you, Keith. Yes. Because she brought up out of nowhere collusion with Russia. Out of nowhere in a debate. Isn't it kind of weird that Joe Biden brought up out of nowhere in the middle of the debate a letter signed by 51 Intel officials who said that Russia, that uh, the, the Hunter Biden laptop was misinformation? It sounds like the same people were feeding the same candidates the same disinformation exactly. to, to overthrow. Boom. Boom. Businessman getting in there and trying to run the, the government like a business. 
It's the you same freaking the thing. The got it made, and they're scared to death that somebody like Trump would try to chip away at that. Well, yeah, Keith, this is about, and you live in the in uh, in the Baltimore, D.C. area, right? I retired uh, from the government five years ago, so I kind of know. I mean, I'm low level. I'm nobody. Yeah, but, but you know, I'm Keith, you down. know that you know that seven out of ten of the richest counties in America surround Washington, D.C., and there's no manufacturing there. All it's it is. Only, it's not only the money, Rob. When I left the government, I was getting 26 days a year annual leave, 13 days sick leave, 10 holidays, assorted administrative wow. off whenever it snowed or they had security lockdown or something like that. And the first thing Biden did, one of the first things he did when he came into office was give them another federal holiday. That was yeah. signaling he's one of them. He's on their yeah. side. That's the reason, one of the reasons that they hate Trump so bad. Yeah, and then also I might mention federal employees make about 70% uh, more than people in the private sector. Federal employees still get wonderful pensions. I don't have a pension. Are you out of your nut? You know, and it, it's funny, I'm, I'm 57 years old. Whenever I start a new job, I move back to square one. I got two weeks of vacation, but I got earned that in a year. <laughs> I, was, I was in and out of the government. I spent 11 years in uniform, so I don't yes, feel well, thank you about coming back and retiring. Yes. But I'll be the first person to admit it. You know, that we, we pretty much have it made. Well, Keith, I, I'm not here to disparage your service, and I'm certainly not to, there to disparage your career. I'm sure you're a hardworking employee, and you are promised a retirement package. But I will tell you, most people don't have it. <laughs> you know, most people don't have it. No, I understand that. Yeah, I'm yeah. sympathetic to that. But all but, I was doing is, is explaining why yeah. there are a lot of people who despise Trump, even though he did a lot of good stuff in yeah. four years. Yeah. But the government employees are scared to death that he's going to take a real close look at them. Yeah. I'll, I'll uh, make this analogy. They're not concerned about the train that went off the rails in East Palestine, but they're afraid the gravy train is going to come off the rails in D.C. with Trump in charge. Hey, how was that? Okay, that was pretty lame. But, Keith, <laughs> All right. that was a great point. I thought maybe you remembered, but I'm almost positive that Hillary brought up Russia at the debate and yeah. that's when Trump came back and said, well, hey, Russia, if you're listening, why don't you find her yeah. emails? I know exactly what you're talking about. But a great point on this. And, and again, think about the 51 Intel letter fed by uh, insiders, uh, swamp dwellers, to Joe Biden during the debate to throw them off the scent. Hillary Clinton was actually colluding with Russia. And she went and said that during the debate, presumably being fed by the same people who wanted to throw the 2020 election and, and, and tried to throw the 2016 election. Same modus operandi. Great point. All right, bro. I appreciate it. Awesome, awesome. I'll look for the the uh, initial statement from Hillary Clinton that caused Donald Trump to uh, respond that way. I'll do that as I as I do the show on the fly. Let's take a break. You're listening to the Rob Carson Show. They shut down your kid's school. They forced them to wear masks. They taught them CRT and radical transgender nonsense. Now, Mama Bear and Papa Bear are pissed. It's the Rob Carson Show. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. I think you will probably be rewarded mightily by our press. That's a reference to emails sent and received from Hillary Clinton's non-secured, unauthorized private server when she was Secretary of State. FBI Director James Comey described her conduct as extremely careless, but did not support filing criminal charges. Trump's call for Russia. There you go. That's what it was. That's what it was. It was Jim Comey looking at Hillary Clinton's private server and saying, nothing to see here. 
and then the uh, emails disappearing into the ether. That's what Keith, uh, what, he was wondering where that comment came from from Donald Trump, and I believe that's where it was, is that when James Comey cleared her of, uh, you know, it was careless, but it really wasn't anything bad, and Donald Trump said to uh, Russia, he was making a joke, I guess, because uh, supposedly there's a story going around that the DNC had been hacked by Russia, and Donald Trump said, well, hey, if you find those emails Hillary Clinton deleted, give me a call, I think you'll be richly rewarded. That's where I think it came from, and, and if you, uh, you disagree, then uh, you can call me. I want to go to Ann and Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. Hello, Ann. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Hey, Rob. Uh, pleasure to hear, listen to your show and, and be you. able to call your show. You um, yeah, so my washing machine is like on right now, so if you hear something in the background like water <laughs> being drained from it, that is officially the swamp is being drained. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Make sure to not, no, don't mix your FBIs with your CIAs because they might bleed onto each other. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have to check it right now. Um, yeah, exactly. All right. So, um, yeah, I, I have a couple of questions, but, I, you know, I was wondering, Rob, are we privy to this 300-page report? Because we, the people, we deserve to read it, considering we have known, especially President Trump, that they were spying on his campaign, right? And that the FISA court, court signed a warrant to be able to do so. And everything about Russia is a complete fraud. We all knew it because there was all of this very strong circumstantial evidence. But now here we are. And the fact that this report is finally been released are we privy to it at all because oh yeah it's all over i i downloaded i've got it right here on my computer oh, i'm not going to get into it but it's oh, all over the place you can find it perfect oh good 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 because you know what we demand that prosecutions take place i don't well, care if we have a slim majority in the house or a majority you know i don't care rob we deserve yeah. we want to know what is going to happen because now i'm hearing from the conservative sphere that, oh, wait a minute, this is just a report, but there's not actual prosecutions to take place. So my next question to you is, Rob, are we going to see, we already have vindication. I know I, I heard from no one that word come out of their mouth. There was total vindication, total vindication. Trump was right. The people were right. Conservatives in the media were correct. Now we want to see justice. Okay, we want well, to see per persecutions and we want to stop seeing phony persecutions against innocent people, many of them, one of them, including Donald J. Trump. One hundred percent. And and I've said this, we're not going to let this uh, go into fade into the uh, the past. We're not going to let it go away. This happens too many times. That's the thing that really uh, gets me about this report is that while it does expose all of the bullcrap, all of the lies, all of the all the malfeasance, there's nothing in there about the CIA and the FBI interfering in elections, interfering right. unsuccessfully in 2016. And it appears quite successfully in 2020 with the intel letter with shutting down the uh, Hunter Biden laptop story with, uh, you know, I can go on and on. I've got reams of evidence with regard to what happened in 2020. So I'm with you, and we've got to keep pressure on our James legislators. And, and James Comey, by the way, too, saying that, you know, Hillary, you know, this was like an honest mistake or however he worded it, okay? Yeah. I mean, they're all implicated in this, all right? Yeah. We want to see the 33,000 Hillary Clinton emails. She was subpoenaed to hand over those 33,000 emails, and what did she do the following day? 
Burned them. Destroyed them all. Yeah. And 100%. That's the double standard. And you know what, Ann? We've got to never forget. That's the most important thing. We've got to never forget. And we've got to hold their feet to the fire. MTG's going after a D.C. attorney who's gone after uh, January the 6th protesters. She wants him impeached. And Clay Higgins wants Alejandro Mayorkas impeached. So that's a start. Allison Maloney from Newsmax coming up next. Don't go anywhere. of expression great to follow rob carson on social media go to truth social getter facebook and twitter at rob carson show not very often i get to use my knowledge of music radio to introduce a guest But Allison Maloney joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. I thought I'd play that for you, Allison, because uh, I worked in music radio, so I know songs about everything, including about people named Allison. How are you today? I'm great. It was Elvis Costello, right? <laughs> it was, and he also did a song about uh, Veronica, but don't, uh, don't take it personally. <laughs> I thought it was only me. Allison, welcome to the show. Glad to have you on. I uh, I am a big fan of yours, not only on air, but also on social media. Um, and uh, just I'm glad to have you on the show. Let's start off with this uh, Durham report and the media's uh, reaction to it. You obviously are a journalist. Well, you're an author. You're a lot of things, Allison. Uh, but, but don't you suppose, and you're also a great mom, too, the way I love your posts on being a mom and, and being a proud woman woman we'll get to that uh, very shortly but but as, as far as, as someone receiving a pulitzer for something that was found out to be absolutely false how would you feel if you were a journalist knowing that uh your pulitzer is false and wouldn't you feel uh, uh, that your career would be crap if you kept something that wasn't based on truth well i would um, I don't know how the other journalists feel who received those awards based on a story that essentially has come out in the Durham report. This is it's fake. It's literally fake news. Um, but the reality is, is that they'll keep those. I don't see them returning their awards. And those media outlets they work for will continue to just go on their, their narrative. They're not even acknowledging it. I, I looked this morning when we were on Wake Up America. Nothing was on CNN. Uh, nothing on ABC News. MSNBC had stories on why <laughs> Trump is using this to his advantage. Um, so, yeah, CNN covered the story a little bit when it, when it came out. Uh, MSNBC covered it and basically said, well, yeah, there's nothing really to see here. I mean, really, this isn't much to talk about. So they're going to sweep it under the rug, ignore it, and it'll go away. The press secretary will ignore questions, walk away, as she did yesterday, and they hope they'll just, you know, the story will, will just go away and they'll continue with other things that that their narrative is what they want. No, I had uh, I had mentioned, and oddly enough, uh, I've had some people kind of echo my thoughts about um, a generation of people I like to call candy aisle kids. And uh, when you and I were growing up, you're younger than me, um, but when we were growing up, there was uh, all of the checkout counters had candy because your mom was able to say no. If you wanted a candy bar, she'd say no. So now what they do is they steer you in an aisle that doesn't have candy in a cart that's four feet long with you know bucket seats for twelve people, and and then. Uh, uh, 
that way mom doesn't have to say no. And you got a lot of these candy aisle kids working at Twitter, working at Facebook, working in corporate media. They don't get what they want, so they throw a temper tantrum like they walk outside of Netflix if you don't get rid of Dave Chappelle, and they throw a temper tantrum. And and I'm going to extend that a little bit because with regard to these Pulitzer Prize winners, those are the kids who got the participation trophies. Those are yeah. the kids who, who never got first place because they weren't good enough to get first place, but they had to be recognized for their effort no matter how substandard it was. And that sounds exactly like it fits this scenario perfectly. Oh, exactly. You don't have to be held accountable. If you, I mean, when we grew up, remember, if, if you'd watch you know, the nightly news, you'd read your paper, and if they got a story wrong the next day, the next evening, they would come on and say, we apologize, we, you know, we misquoted, or we, we, this was inaccurate, and, and they apologize for it. This, forget it. I mean, you can just report anything, move on, it doesn't have to be accurate, you don't have to apologize for it, and you just go on to the next story. It is uh, it is remarkable. We are living in in very strange times. Um, we have uh, men declaring that they're women, their senior years in college, so that they can uh, they can win in athletic competition. It is uh, it is remarkable. I know that you are, um, and and I'm going to say this, uh, Alice. I lost my mother a couple of years ago, and my mother, she her pronoun was her and it was a proud pronoun because with it came so many uh, incredible things uh, about being a woman and and that no man could never experience no man could ever understand my mother was a proud woman she may have may may not have been physically as strong as a man but but intellectually she was the the smartest person i ever knew in my life and and she relished being a a wife a powerful woman a mother and don't you think when you have idiots like dylan mulvaney who suddenly show up and want to tell all women how to be women that that is just a profound insult and maybe that's what really hit people about that chapter in our history so your thoughts on the dylan mulvaney and the attack on womanhood in this country sure yeah it's so insulting um, you know, the Bud Light thing didn't really bother me. I thought it was a bad move for Bud Light to, to use Dylan Mulvaney. It's not their brand, know who your customers are. But when Nike had Dylan Mulvaney represent their sports bras, and he, she, I'm not sure what their their pronoun is, but prancing around, making fun of women as working out. First of all, women don't work out like that. The fact is, is you are not a woman. And there are so many people that Nike could have used to represent a strong, athletic, confident woman. Uh, they lost a lot of lot of women customers. I'll tell you the way Nike did that. And and um, you know, my daughter is 14, and she she's doing this this article with a couple of, of folks in her class, and they have to present a case. And she told me she says, "Mom, I'm going to present a case of why I don't think a boy should participate in sports with girls." I said, "Oh boy." Addison, you're in a Massachusetts school. I said, you need to be careful. And yeah. she said, no, Mom, I don't agree with it. It's not fair. And she talked to her teachers. They said, sure, you know, just make sure you, you have all the facts and, you know, your case is strong. And she, she referenced multiple incidents where girls have received concussions um, on volleyball teams where boys competed, girls that have been in headlocks, they've got severely injured and all of these things. I said, good for you at 14 for standing up what you believe is right, because I think a lot of kids and girls are scared to do that. We need more kids and girls and women to do that, because the mob 
the left who thinks that, you know, you are anti-gay, you're anti-trans. Um, and that's not the case. I don't care if you want to marry a tree or if you identify as a lamp. I don't believe boys should be in my, my daughter's locker room. I don't want to share a bathroom with a man, and I don't think they should be competing sports. And I'm not a birthing parent. I'm a mom, and I'm a woman, and, and I'm proud of that. And I think men need to own that they're men, and they need to be strong, and they have to hold doors. And I think men are in a, a tough situation now where they don't know what to do. Do I hold a door? Do I pay for dinner? What do I do? Well, and, and you know what I'm going to tell you, the Oprahification of the culture is what did it. And because yeah. women way back when they wanted the softer man, they wanted this, and then they moved into toxic masculinity and all that. I'm going to tell you, I've got a 17 year old daughter about to, uh, I'm driving her to school for the last time tomorrow, last day oh. in the, in, I know it just crushes me. She is uh, very seriously involved with a, a boyfriend she's had for two years. He is a, uh, they, the, listen, are you ready for this? You better be sitting for this. Uh, they don't, they don't drink. They don't smoke. They don't smoke weed. They don't curse. My daughter does not curse. My, my, and I'm not a religious, you know, I'm not, we don't go to church like we should, okay? You know, but, but, it, but they are very committed. He has told her that he wants, you know, his goal in life is to find somebody to devote his life to. And, and every day I wake up, Alice, and I put my feet on the floor and I sign the cross. I'm like, what, yeah. what did I get? And you know what? And they're fine. They, they are done with, all, they they have never partaken in all this social media, and she goes to a public school. She you know, yeah. and, and and a lot of people they just they aren't down with it. They saw what happened to a millennial generation, sleep around culture, swipe culture, all of this, and and some are rejecting it and saying, you know what, it's okay to be feminine. My daughter, I mean, she is feminine. She wears girl clothes, gets her nails done. She said, and there's nothing wrong with celebrating your femininity. It's it's wonderful right. nothing wrong with celebrating your masculinity i celebrate my masculinity i have a destroyed every night when i have to watch property brothers with my wife but <laughs> you know but but i think that's i think there's a there's kind of a backlash to that sounds like your daughter is experiencing that and probably because you set a great example yeah thank you well i kudos to, to you and and your wife and, and your daughter that's great uh, my oldest is, is similar to that and you just hope that they make good choices and i think you're right i think there is a backlash i think the kids are seeing, you know, you can be popular for five seconds, but you're not making good decisions. And I, I think that they, I, I do believe they're more mature than at least I was. Me, my daughter, she's got plans for what she wants to do, you know, when she gets out of college and where she wants to live and all of these things, which I just thought I got to get through school. Um, so I think that they really are thinking about the future and they are thinking about where they want to be and what they want to do um, and consequences that come with social media and what you post and what you do and who you're friends with. And, and Allison, you've got people who like teachers who don't make enough money so they create an OnlyFans page, which is home, home homegrown pornography. I can't imagine that. I can't Im and I know that there are a lot of kids who are saying, I would never do that. But but I, th I think that's about the end of things. When you don't have the character enough that you could be a teacher and subsidize your income or a, or a sheriff's deputy and subsidize your income that way, I think that's the end of it all. I think that I think that hopefully we're beginning to realize that uh, and pardon my language. But, you know, Kim Kardashian is a piece of ass uh, You know, all of the Kardashians. What joy do they get? What what right. joy do they give back? Honestly, no. and I think, no, and I think realizing that even girls are realizing, oh, I could sit on the bathroom counter and I could do a side boob shot, but what's it going to get me? I'm just going to be discarded. Yeah, 
you get your five seconds of fame, you get thousands of likes, but that's going to go away fast, just like Dylan, Mul- Dylan Mulvaney. Yes. He or yes. she is going to go away fast. They'll be popular for a little bit and then move on next year. Now what? What can you do? What are your skills? And I think that that's, you know, what they have to think about it. You know, the, the social media influencers who aren't actually doing things that make a difference. Social media is great. We can use it for our advantage. But it's, you get sucked in, and there's a lot of people on there that are making a lot of money um, off of not doing really anything. And yeah, hopefully me, our kids see that. Let me share you uh, audio yesterday from Riley Gaines on Capitol Hill. Uh, I'm going to play a little bit of this, and and I don't understand why nobody grasps the magnitude of this. That nobody, and particularly like um, fathers, uh, there's a sorority house where there's a six foot four creep who's uh, in the sorority house. And the girls are saying, "No, we're done." Uh, but but I want to play a little bit of Riley Gaines, and I want you to get your reaction as a woman to being even put the six foot four. He's actually in this scenario. Here we go. Actually, taller than six foot one. A six foot four male walks in, disrobes, and is fully intact with male genitalia while we're simultaneously undressing as 18 to 22 year old girls and we could do nothing about it I actually immediately left the locker room and I went up to one of the officials on the pool deck and I said how is this allowed to happen uh, you know I understand the guidelines for the competition but what are the guidelines in in regards to the locker room And he looks at me and word for word says oh we actually got around this by making the locker rooms unisex, so it's not a big deal. That is what I call psychosexual assault, Allison, If even if there's yeah. no physical contact. It is psychosexual assault. What do you think, and, and have we reached an end point where women are finally fighting back and done with this crap? Yeah, I hope so. Where are the feminists on this? I mean, yeah. where are they? Yeah. I, I haven't heard anybody speak out. I also don't see women going into men's locker rooms who identify as males and, and showing their bodies off. Look, this yeah. just has to stop. And um, this, I actually watched that yesterday, too. I thought she did an amazing job and good for her. For, I mean, she is supposed to go to dental school, and she put that off because this is so important for her to get this message out um, across the country because she does not want this to happen to other young women, what happened to her. It's not fair. It's disgusting. I don't, and this is happening. This is happening in schools, in elementary schools. I have a friend in Massachusetts um, high school. Her, there is a transgender bathroom for transgenders. However, there's a boy who comes in the girl's bathroom who identifies as a girl. Moms brought it to the principal's attention. They said, they have rights. There's nothing we can do. And she said, yeah, and you don't have any rights. rights. And you don't have any rights. Yeah, 100%. Sorry, there's nothing they can do. One other thing, Allison, before we go, uh, obviously some dramatic things have happened in the um, media environs with the firing of Tucker Carlson with the collapse of CNN. Um, You've been with uh, working with Newsmax for a while now. Uh, How does it feel knowing that this 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 little news company is beating the uh, the giant CNN, beating them in prime time. That, I mean, even I I was I was thrilled. I had hoped that Newsmax was going to get there. I, I knew it happened eventually. But dang, all of a sudden, I mean, kaboom! On the, my little number was be, my little show on the weekends was beating CNN. How cool is that? <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's look, it's amazing. It's just a matter of time and. Viewers, listeners, uh, folks who read Newsmax.com have seen. CNN, other news outlets are losing their viewers and readers because they've lost their trust. Um, You know, again, with Fox, viewers watch Tucker, and Fox hasn't given an answer as to why he was let go or why they took him off the network. And uh, viewers are loyal. And once you lose their trust, it's hard to get them back. And, you know, they came over to Newsmax and said, wow, they're doing a great job. 
And and obviously, you know, love what Newsmax does. They love what your show does. They they love the articles, and it's great. And I think you know the the great thing about Newsmax is that um, there's honesty, it, it, there's fairness, there's real journalists. The stories get told, and um, and there's a great platform. And, and the, we let the viewers and readers and listeners decide. We don't Amen. make decisions for them. And Allison, you said the key word, which is trust. Listen, I've got to run. It is a blessing to have you on. I wish you the very best. Uh, where can hey, people find you on social media, Allison Maloney? Where can they find you? Yeah, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, just all at Allison Maloney. All right, have a glorious day. We appreciate it. Let's take, take a break. Too. Take care. You bet. We're listening to the Rob Carson Show. To all the American haters and anthem kneelers. I think it's misguided to protest the anthem and the flag. Yeah, we're done with you. It's the Rob Carson Show. while ago, Ann called and said that she wanted people to pay for their malfeasance, uh, whether that be the uh, Russia collusion hoax that was perpetrated on all of us, tried to bring down Donald Trump's candidacy for presidency and his presidency as well, uh, among other things. And uh, some people are starting to do that, including, uh, well, not in regard to, uh, the, to uh, the, uh, the Russia collusion, but for instance, uh, Clay Higgins going after DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas for allowing the illegal invasion of millions and millions and millions of people across our southern border and also the creation of the Disinformation Bureau to shut down freedom of speech. Here's some glorious, glorious uh, commentary questioning of uh, Alejandro Mayorkas by Clay Higgins. I believe history will witness your era of service as a transitional time in our country. Well, what was America like before Secretary Mayorkas, and what was America like after him? Oof. It's stunning that you could sit there and and smugly grin as if you've not miserably failed your country. We could give you money to, to hire a thousand new border agents. Nobody wants to work for you. They're coming forth. We can't keep up with the whistleblowers. Got a coming to testify against your command. We could give you money to deploy all sorts of new technology. I have evidence in my file that you've given command to not deploy technology that you currently have. Yeah. Because it interfered with the cartel's business model. Yep. We're done, done, done with your lies to America. Boom. It's shameful. What you brought upon our country. Mr. Chairman, I have no interest in asking the secretary any questions. Boom. She obfuscates and lies. Amen, brother. That is just beautiful. Also, MTG has introduced articles of impeachment against D.C. U.S. District Attorney and January the 6th lead prosecutor Matthew Graves, who, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, but the uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia refused to decline uh, prosecute 67% of cases last year, and yet they're going after January the 6th protesters and putting them in jail for uh, years without trial. Here is Oh, I don't have it in front of me. Here is a little bit of uh, of MTG yesterday uh, calling him out. Already abused your position by maliciously prosecuting at least 1,000 people from January 6th. But you recently announced that you're going to arrest at least 1,000 more. Let me remind everyone the manner in which you go about your January 6th 
prosecution. I don't have the rest of the time to get to the rest of it. I'll have a little bit more in just a moment. The number is 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. All right, last hour of The uh, Rob Carson Show is happening right now. By the way, uh, millions are making the switch to Newsmax after Tucker Carlson's firing. And and, uh, by the way, I'm told this morning... That uh, and I don't. I haven't looked at Drudge in years. Uh, Drudge is reporting that Fox News is about to shake up the lineup. Supposedly, Hannity, Hannity moving to eight, which is to eight said what? Waters and Gutfeld moving uh, to prime time. So, hey, report is not confirmed. Um, obviously, uh, uh, there's some earthquakes happening in the newsroom at Fox News, and I'm presuming also in the newsroom at CNN, because uh, CNN is getting beaten by Newsmax. I mean, uh, honestly, I'm proud to be a part of Newsmax, um, and I've been my show's been on Newsmax for three years, and uh, it, it was just it's amazing uh, the the how things have come together for Newsmax. Um, and, and how they become such a major, major player in, uh, in cable news. And uh, that's because of uh, one man, uh, Chris Ruddy, who, who founded the, uh, the, the Newsmax brand and has been, uh, uh, been through the thick and the thin of all of it and is making a major mark on the industry. Uh, and people are going to Newsmax because they trust us. They trust uh, Eric Bowling, they trust Greg Kelly, they trust Chris Salcedo, um, you know, they, they trust Greta Von Susteren, they, they trust Rob Finnerty and Allison Maloney, and uh, they know they won't change their stripes. Rob Schmidt, also another person. This is, uh, this is, kind of, this is Donald Trump uh, talking to Rob Schmidt last night about, uh, a little bit about, he was talking about Roe v. Wade and how he was the first president in 50 years to overturn Roe v. Wade, and then he moved into uh, what was going on at Newsmax towards the end of the interview. And I think I explained it very well the other night on uh, on CNN, you know, so well that they want to fire the head of CNN. They want to fire Lick. He got, they had the highest ratings that they had in many years, and they want to go out and they want yeah. to fire Lick. So, you know, you explained that one. The whole world yeah. is topsy-turvy. Yeah, and that's the thing. And, and right now, Licht is, uh, you know, fighting and saying, you know what, if you've got a problem with me putting the town hall on, you can go somewhere else and work. Because it, it wasn't a partisan decision to have Donald Trump on. It was a news station's decision to have Donald Trump on. And the people who hate it, they really hate it because it drew the best ratings that CNN has had for years. That's what I said last week. Their, their heads are exploding. They try everything. They, you know, they, they, <clears throat> for instance, Anderson Cooper completely skipped the Durham report last night. Completely missed it. And yet, last week, Donald Trump does a town hall and gets five times the ratings that Anderson Cooper does on a normal night. Don't you think that Anderson Cooper might uh, pull his head out of his rear end for just a few minutes and realize that uh, towing the party line for Democrats ain't getting it done? I think we need a musical interlude about the Durham Report. It's the FBI puppet show with our special guest star, Christopher Ray. Yay! 
Jim Gossett, by the, the way. FBI is corrupt. Genius. Promote election theft. That's what this is. They do Joe Biden's bidding because they're puppets for the left. Dun, dun, dun. They targeted Donald Trump. Durham's report will show the FBI is crooked and these puppets need to go. Comey and Lisa Page, her boyfriend Peter Strzok. Peter Strzok. Russian collusion garbage from these puppets was a crock. Why were there no indictments? They found a smoking gun. They covered up for Sleepy Joe and his crooked son. It's time that we clean house. Disband the FBI. It's time that they're all fired. Why were they ever hired? It's time that they're all fired from the most deplorable, oh so horrible, quite immorable, unadorable FBI. That is just fantastic. That is uh, that is a uh, a work of genius. I'm going to tell you, Jim Gossett. If you want to help him out, he's got a Patreon page at how you could support great artists like Jim Gossett because frequently uh, conservatives have a hard time finding a job in entertainment. They just do. They really do. So uh, if you can help out Jim Gossett Comedy at Patreon, that'd be huge. I did mention yesterday, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is one of the few Republicans who has balls, even though she wasn't born with them. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene has introduced articles of impeachment against Christopher Wray of the corrupt uh, FBI. He, uh, he uh, impeached me. He says, uh, under, the, under his watch, the FBI has intimidated, harassed, and trapped Americans who have been deemed enemies of the Biden regime. Ray has also turned the FBI into Joe Biden and Merrick Garland's personal police force. And that's all true, by the way. By the way. Marjorie Taylor Greene introduced uh, articles of impeachment against Christopher Wray. Uh, the Soviet-style tactics used by the FBI against normal Americans are unprecedented in this country. They are. FBI whistleblower Garrett O'Boyle told congressional investigators the FBI created a terror terrorist threat tag following the Dobbs Supreme decision in 2022. O'Boyle confirmed that the purpose of the tag was to target pro-life individuals. That's happening. That's why there have been 200 attacks on churches and pro-life centers around the country. And nobody said a f- damn thing about it. And also the FBI sicked the, its resources on parents that, uh, who uh, do, don't agree with CRT being taught in schools and this trans uh, and sexual nonsense to children. And, uh, and it's clear. And, and the FBI, <clears throat> after the Durham report came out yesterday, says, oh, yeah, we fixed everything 2016, 2017. No, 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 no. Hell is coming. Hell is coming to the FBI, the upper echelons of the FBI. And it has to. Back to the article. On September 23, 2022, armed FBI agents in tactical gear raided the home of Mark Houck. Remember that? Pro-life Catholic, father of seven kids because he obstructed access to abortion clinic. No, he didn't. He was standing down at the end of the block, and this insane, radical pro-abortion jackweed uh, came up onto his son, started screaming at him, yelling at him, uh, confronting him, and uh, and, uh, uh, Mr. Houck gave him a little shove. And they sent this, this group of jackbooted thugs to his home to arrest him in front of his children. August 8, 2022, FBI raided Mar-a-Lago, the fom- former home or the, uh, the current home of uh, President Donald Trump. Regardless of the classification of the documents, President Trump broke no laws. He was fully entitled to declassify any documents of his choosing under the Presidential Records Act. Joe Biden, however, was storing documents in his garage and in remote facilities from his time as United States Senator and as Vice President. No law entitled Joe Biden to be in personal possession of classified documents at any time. This is the double standard. 
This is why MTG is going after that jackweed and this other jackweed who just happens to be the U.S. attorney uh, for the state or for the District of Columbia. Because uh, he has been going after, his name's Matthew Grace, he's been going after January the 6th. Now, the January 6th uh, protesters, there have been hundreds and hundreds of them rounded up, many of them in jail in Washington, D.C., without charges, without court dates for 800 days. That's a Bastille. That's unacceptable. And they've used cell phone tracking data to round up people who were just near the Capitol. They didn't do that when uh, the, uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa destroyed the country, when they had cell phone tracking data to find people going into St. John's Church to try to burn it down and chase Donald Trump and his family to the nuclear bunker. Why is, why is this jackweed not doing it? Yeah, jackweed. I use the word jackweed. Whatever. I just came up with it myself. So here is uh, this, this guy's going after, while refusing to prosecute 67% of cases. Now, I want you to listen. It's the same thing's going on in Chicago. Same thing's going on in Portland. Uh, Graves is, uh, is obsessed with prosecuting nonviolent offenders. Total crime in the D.C. area is up by 27% last year. Carjacking's up 114%. Homicide's up 11 Sexual assault's 45%. And property crime's by 30%. Here is MTG shredding this, uh, this attorney Graves. A man named Matthew Perna, who had no criminal record, peacefully entered the Capitol through an open door on January 6th. He stayed inside roughly 20 minutes. He didn't assault anyone, not a police officer, anyone. He didn't damage any property. He fully cooperated with the FBI and eventually pled guilty to all charges. But right before his sentencing, you, Mr. Graves, asked the judge for more time to object to the pre-sentence report, by the way, while you weren't prosecuting many of the crimes in D.C. Yeah. This was so that, that you could ask for at least a few more years in prison for the guy that walked around in the Capitol for 20 minutes, not assaulting anyone. This is when the country is over. If this is allowed to be used, if the, if the uh, justice system is allowed to go after people, persecute them, prosecute them, and throw them in jail for nothing, then we are a third world country. And this is what you've done repeatedly over and over for those who've pled or have been convicted on January 6th. Well, two weeks later, Matthew Perna hung himself in his garage. This is real. Mr. Graves, he was 37 years old. On March 9th, 2022, you dropped the case against Matthew Perna because he was dead. Wow. The time for weaponizing the Department of Justice needs to come to an end. Boom. And because you refuse to prosecute real criminals, that are, are violating all the crimes here in Washington, D.C., and you want to talk about D.C. residents, they are victims of your abuse of power. And because of that, I am introducing articles of impeachment on you, Mr. Graves, and I yield back the remainder of my time. Kaboom! Then there's this. Feds arrested and convicted Hunter Biden's Chinese business partner, Patrick Ho, but ignored Hunter's role in the corruption case and even redacted his name. We hear this because uh, the IRS was going after Hunter Biden for all of his tax issues and uh, money laundering and all that. And the, uh, and the IRS literally fired everybody on the case on Monday. 
after last week when all the Republicans came out and, and, and shared all the bank records and everything showing the Biden administration, the Biden family, all the uh, 23, no, 23 bank accounts and millions of dollars. And uh, that happened last week. So what they do on Monday? They fired the uh, investigative team for the uh, IRS and the whistleblower. Yeah. 2017, the FBI raided the offices and intercepted the communications of uh, Chinese Communist Party member Patrick Ho, a Chinese national suspected of espionage who was a business partner with Hunter Biden and Jimmy Biden. Patrick Ho was later put on trial, found guilty of bribing government officials around the country to advance interests of the Chinese Communist Party. The Department of Justice hid Hunter Biden's connections with Patrick Ho during his trial, even redacted Hunter Biden's name from the evidence documents. Of course, I, I, uh, part of the reason I do the story is because it allows me to say that Hunter Biden hired a Ho, and the, uh, and the FBI and the Justice Department did not hold him accountable for it. Yeah, yeah. At the same time that uh, Department of Justice officials were using spying and corruption statutes to aggressively go after Donald Trump, the FBI raided the offices of Patrick Ho, intercepted the communications of him, a Chinese national suspected of espionage, even as he was negotiating business deals with Vice President Joe Biden, former and, of course, Hunter and James. The GOJ used information obtained from the searches and wiretaps, which included conversations with the current president's son and brother, to convict Ho of bribery and money laundering. But it declined to tap into the trove of evidence, including 100,000 emails to explore the connections between Ho and the Bidens. By the way... By the way, uh, in an audio recording released by the National Pulse, Hunter Biden is heard describing Patrick Ho as a business partner and the bleeping spy chief of China. The National uh, Pulse also released a March 21st, 2018 email from Jim Biden providing wire instructions to Patrick Ho so Ho could send him the money. Usually it happens the other way. You hire a hoe, then you give the hoe the money. But not this case. The hoe actually uh, took a, uh, a routing number from Jim, and the hoe gave uh, Jim the money. There you go. So, and, and the purpose of the transfer per Jim Biden was for Dr. Patrick Ho uh, representation is what it was. But they did. They hired a hoe. There you go. All right, uh, coming up, uh, Elon Musk takes us to the movies, uh, and it's really good. That's on the way. This is The Rob Carson Show. Driving snowflakes and candy aisle kids crazier every day. It's The Rob Carson Show. Elon Musk is uh, going to be um, a historical figure. Uh, even more so than he is right now, not only revolutionizing uh, space tri travel, uh, taking what uh, NASA and, uh, and other uh, space agencies have done over the years, building on it, uh, and, uh, and making it more accessible. He sent a 92-year-old man into space without any training. Uh, that guy uh, played Captain Kirk. Yeah, Elon Musk did that. He sent Captain Kirk into space. And, and return him safely. <laughs> Bill Shatner went into space. Elon Musk and a 92-year-old dude into space. And I'd much rather have him be a senator than, uh, than Dianne Feinstein, who yesterday literally said, well, I've been here. I've been voting. She's been out for three months with shingles. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and just tell you, uh, if you can't go to the bathroom by yourself, probably shouldn't be a senator. 
Don wrote me, by the way, and he said that when I use the word jackweed, he says that's what you get when you uh, you mate a uh, uh, D word for Richard weed and a jackass. Yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah, pretty much. D weed and a J way. You know what? Uh, that's, that's a pretty good analogy. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, Elon Musk, uh, he's, um, he, and he also bought Twitter, and he exposed Twitter for what it was. It was a massive echo chamber for leftists. It was, uh, it was bought and paid for by the FBI. Literally, the chief counsel of the FBI left <clears throat> after creating the Russia collusion hoax with Hillary Clinton, went to work for, the, uh, for uh, Twitter just in time to shut down the story of uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. And then, of course, uh, Anthony Blinken and others uh, got a letter signed by 51 intelligence agents without any information whatsoever saying that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. That's electioneering. That's throwing an election. That is an attempted coup. That is treasonous. Yeah, I said it. There you go. Know why I said it? Because there's a thing called the First Amendment. <clears throat> and you can't just say, that's disinformation. When you can't present actual facts. When you just say, that's disinformation. Yeah, the argument's over. Uh, here is uh, Elon Musk talking about George Soros. George Soros is an evil, evil man who has uh, used his money to try to destroy the United States of America, hire these, uh, these DEAs who are very left of center, allowing uh, prisoners to get out on bond or no bond at all, and, and cities to descend into absolute hell, like New York, like San Francisco. It's all easy to figure out, by the way. Some of these uh, prosecutors are being impeached and... Uh, and recalled, but there's a lot. But here is uh, uh, Elon Musk saying that uh, that George Soros is like uh, the X Men villain uh, Magneto. All right, now Magneto. <clears throat> if you didn't know, Magneto is this uh, older guy. He's got the power of the magnet. He's super powerful and all this. And and he found his uh, his uh, powers when he was being hauled into a death camp in Nazi Germany, and his parents were separated, and he used the powers to uh, break the gate apart, and they hit him in the head with a, a butt of a, of a gun. But apparently he was Jewish, and now everybody's saying, because of this, Elon Musk is an anti-Semite, which is stupid. You basically... It reminds me of my veto. This is like, you know, calm down, people. This is not like made a, like a federal well, you, case out of it. You, also, you, know, <laughs> you said he wants to erode the very fabric of civilization. And he does. And Soros hates humanity. Like, and he does. When you do something like that, do you Yeah, think I think about, that's true. That's my opinion. Okay, but why share it? Why share it? Especially, because, I mean... Why share it when people who buy Teslas may not agree with you? Why MSNBC, why would you share your opinion? Not just say, hey, I think this. <laughs> you can tell me. We can talk about it over there. You can tell your friends. But why share it widely? I mean, uh, I, this is freedom of speech. I'm allowed well, to say what I want. You wanted. absolutely well, are. But I'm trying to understand why oh you do. God. Because you have to know it's got a... There, it puts you in, a, in the middle of a, the partisan divide in the country. It makes you a, a lightning rod for criticism. I mean, do you like that? I... You know, people today saying he's an anti-Semite. I don't think you are. No, I'm definitely. I'm, I'm like I'm like a pro-Semite. If anything, <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, you can be the CEO of company and have a, an opinion, and you're going to suffer the consequences. Elon Musk doesn't give a rat's behind. Elon Musk spent forty-three billion dollars to buy Twitter because speech was being restricted. Is he making any money on Twitter? No. Does he want to make money on Twitter? Sure. If he lost it all, would he be bummed out about it? Possibly a little. But honestly, when it comes to freedom of expression, he's already said it. It's the most valuable thing. There's no price that can be put on it. He also refers to The Princess Bride, one of the favorite movies of Gen X and, well, most everybody. I'll have that for you on the other side of the break. This is The Rob Carson Show.
nouns are he and man. His adjectives are awesome and excellent. And his interjections are hell and yeah. It's the Rob Carson Show. Elon Musk is a pretty amazing dude. Uh, he's a genius. And uh, I didn't have a lot of respect for Elon Musk. I didn't know Elon Musk. I thought he was another uh, you know billionaire playboy. And then I realized how important he is uh, to freedom of expression. And, and there's he makes no bones about it. I mean, the guy is kind of, I, I'm assuming, maybe a little on the spectrum. Uh, a little, uh, you know, whatever. But a genius. A genius. And he bought... Twitter, and he did the first thing that anybody who loves freedom of expression would do, and that is he exposed the BS and the lies and the cabal between the government, the deep state, uh, disinformation bureau, disinformation governance board, uh, this this uh, international agency that goes after uh, media companies who are conservative, saying that they are spewing disinformation, getting them <clears throat> to not uh, get advertising dollars. That's how bad it is. And Elon Musk has uh, shown a light on all of this, that in a case uh, going through the court system brought by two, one former AG and one current AG, about uh, the deep state cabal to shut down freedom of speech in America. And uh, uh, here he is, uh, Elon Musk, he was doing an interview with, um, with uh, MSNBC, or CNBC, CNBC, about uh, David, David Faber. And, uh, you know, he talked about uh, George Soros being like Magneto. And, of course, everybody says, oh, Magneto, Magneto, he was a Jew. And, and now, you know, because, uh, because Elon Musk said he's like Magneto, then, then, he, then he's a Jew. He hates Jews, which is so ungodly stupid. It's like, well, he compared him to Superman. And Superman, he, he, when, they, when he's around kryptonite, it's, you know, so what about the people who can be around kryptonite? You know, what are you trying to do? Now, shut up, you morons. Investigative journalist Brian Krasenstein came to Soros' defense. He said Magneto's experience during the Holocaust as a survivor shaped his perspective as well as his depth and empathy. Soros, also a Holocaust survivor, gets attacked nonstop for his good intentions, which some Americans think are bad merely because they disagree with his political affiliations. God, you're so stupid. Are you really an adult man? Uh, and then, of course, Musk wrote back, uh, you assume they are good intentions. They're not. He wants to erode away the very fabric of our civilization. Soros hates humanity. And he does, just like Magneto. <laughs> there you go. Here is uh, uh, Musk being uh, taking a lot of heat for tweeting. And, uh, and by the way, isn't it amazing what you can see on Twitter now without being flagged? You can share things like, I don't believe the uh, election results of 2020, and I never believed that uh, Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. I never believed that Donald Trump colluded with Russia. Oh, yeah. And at least two of them have been absolutely proven false. The other one is just shut down. You figure it out. Here is the reporter trying to go after Elon Musk. Why do you want to share your opinion? It's going to hurt business. You should shut up. You know, you do some tweets that seem to be, or at least give support to some who would call others conspiracy theories. Well, yes, but I mean, honestly, you know, some of these conspiracy theories uh, have turned out to be true. Which ones? Well, like the the Hunter Biden laptop. Ding, ding, ding. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
you know, that, 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 that was a pretty big deal. There was Twitter and, 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 and others engaged in active suppression of information that was relevant to the yeah. public. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a terrible thing that happened. That's election right. interference. Yeah, I don't hear anything from the reporter. Just crickets there in the background or birds or whatever. Oh, and here he is. This is great. And, and I'm, you know, I'm a Gen Xer. And, and I think, uh, well, this is a universal movie. But The Princess Bride, I've seen it probably a hundred times. I'm Enrico Montoya. You killed my father. Prepared to die. Uh, it's a quotable movie. Everybody knows the quotes from Princess Bride. Rob Reiner directed it. Uh, he also did Spinal Tap. I'll give him credit. Other than that, he's a complete doofus. <laughs> And, uh, and so I think this, this movie really impacted uh, Gen X because we were all in our early 20s or, you know, maybe even high school, junior high when, when the movie came out. But here is uh, Elon Musk thinking very carefully and using uh, Princess Bride and Hugo Montoya as a uh, uh, analogous to his uh, quest for freedom of speech. God, no. I don't, so, I don't want to uh, at all. But I'm, what I'm trying, even came up, though, in the annual meeting. I mean, you know, do your tweets hurt the company. Are there Tesla owners who say, I don't agree with his political position because, and, so, and I know it because he shares someone. So? Or are there advertisers on Twitter that Linda Yaccarino will come and say, you got to stop, man. Or, you know, I can't get these ads because of some of the things you tweet. And he takes a little pause and he's thinking about what to say. And the media is like, what's he doing? Is his brain resetting? No, just being thoughtful. You know, I'm reminded of uh, the, the, the scene in The Princess Bride. <laughs> Great movie. Great movie. Um, where he confronts the person who killed his father. And he says, Offer me money. Yes. Offer me power. That's what the bad guy was, uh, the, the, the guy who killed uh, Mandy Patinkin's character's father was pleading for his life because Mandy Patinkin had finally, and Hugo Montoya had finally found the five-fingered man, or the six-fingered or seven-fingered man, I can't remember. But anyway, and, and was on the brink of putting, just ending his life for killing his father and begging, I'll give you anything you want. And then Hugo Montoya said, no. I don't care. See, you just don't care. You want to share what you have to say? I'll say what I want to say, and if, 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 uh, if the consequence of that is losing money, so be it. Boom! What an analogy! He's saying, basically, that uh, uh, I'll buy more cars from you. I will uh, make sure that your stock goes through the ceiling. And what did Inuga Montoya say? And I don't care. I don't care. I know what you're doing. You're thinking, okay, is Rob Garson going to play the scene from the movie? And in response to that, oh, hell yeah. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Now, offer me money. Yes. Power to promise me that. All that I have and more. Please, offer me everything I ask for. Anything you want. I want my father back, you son of a bitch. Boom! Yeah! I'm going to have to watch that movie again. I love that movie. Andre the Giant in that. Think about all the quotes from that movie. Uh, Inconceivable! I mean, who doesn't know Inconceivable? Oh my God, what a good movie. Don't do a remake of that movie. For God's sake, don't do a remake of that movie. Leave it alone. Leave it alone! 
Joe Biden has 23 bank accounts with two containing between 250000 and $1 million. White House releases financial disclosures in the wake of the Republican report claiming the family got millions from foreign sources, and they did. Oh, uh, by the way, the, uh, F- the IRS fired all of the people in charge of the Hunter Biden investigation on Monday, including one of them as a whistleblower. Yeah, that's how corrupt they are. That's why you need to blow up the FBI, or the, you need to figuratively blow up the FBI, the DHS, the uh, DOJ, the uh, CDC, the HHS, uh, Department of Education. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. IRS, kaboom, reinvent all of them because they've lost their way. They are not good institutions. I mean, not saying everybody who works for them are bad, but clearly they've been weaponized against the American people. And consequently, the people at the top appear to be quite evil. Filings show that the U.S. President, the First Lady Jill Biden, have cash in the bank, money in the tank, uh, worth $1 million, uh, between $1 million and 2.58. They say Biden earned less than $200 in royalties for his uh, 2007 flop memoir, Promises to Keep, <laughs> like Joe Biden keeps promises. He later picked up between $2,500 and $5,000 for his post-Obama administration memoir, Promise Me, Dad. But the commander-in-chief's net worth is dwarfed by his vice president, Kamala Harris, and her husband, Doug Emhoff. The second family's worth $3.42 million and $8.9 million, according to the disclosure forms. They owed between $1 million and $5 million on a mortgage on their home in Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kamala Harris made $41,000 for her 2019 memoir, The Truths We Hold. The Truths We Hold. I, I think this should be the title of her uh, of her next memoir because it's just as stupid. I can imagine what can be and be unburdened by what has been. You know? What can be unburdened by what has been. 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 Now, of course, that's a, a nonsensical phrase. It's basically saying, don't learn from the past. (laughs) Repeat the stupid. That's what it is. And then the other thing I said on my TV show, uh, what can be unburdened by what has been is the thing that makes Dippin' Dots, even though it's been around for about 50 years, the ice cream of the future. I know, I know, I know. I'm uh, I'm pretty smart that way. I'm uh, pretty good at those analogies. You betcha. This is Jim Gossett singing about our brilliant vice president. She's border czar, but won't go to the border. Never been. From Mexico, she stays so very far. She doesn't seem to care about law and order. Sing it, everybody. Kamala. Responsibility, she's always shirking. Shirking. Maybe she's relaxing in some spa. Relaxing. It's seldom that you'll ever see her working. Makes a lot of money, though. Kamala. 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 I know that it's a mystery. That Kamala. Kamala. Could somehow become the VP. 
she wants to move into the White House. Yeah. She can't wait to become the left's new star. Yeah, but she's stupid. Disaster it would be. What? What a tragedy. If somehow she became the president. Miss Kamala. You know, uh... A lot of times we uh, we have some cliches or sayings that our parents have passed down to us, you know. And, and maybe it's something simple like if you're in the car and you look in the rearview mirror at your kids and you say, if I have to turn this car around, you know. Or, or maybe, you know, you know, like my mama told me, you better shop around. You know, these, these kind of things that you pass along to the children, sometimes you repeat them. And Kamala Harris, she had one about her mom that uh, it's just a delightful saying. I guess her mom used to say that... Uh, I'd never heard before, but, but here it is. Everything is in context. My mother used to, she would give us a hard time sometimes, and she would say to us, I don't know what's wrong with you young people. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> <laughs> what? You exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. She just, okay, well, there you go. She, then there she just repeated what she just said, that all, that uh, what, that the things in the past don't, hold on, I can hear that again, hold on. Of all in which you live and what came before you. Yeah, whatever, anyway. <sighs> Dimwit, spelled with a D-E-M at the front. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's the Rob Carson Show. My mother used to, she would give us a hard time sometimes and she would say to us, I don't know what's wrong with you young people. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> That's a great expression that we've never heard before. Yeah. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Maybe this is the reason. you've just witnessed there is the product of uh, a latchkey kid yeah i know every jingle and commercial and tv theme song from my childhood yeah every you have no idea you you can roll a rollo to your pal it's chocolate covered caramel roll a rollo it's linky it's linky for fun it's a wonderful toy Here's Kenner's SSP Smash-Up Derby set. Them cars have got new sonic sound. You ain't heard nothing yet. I know you're all going, oh, my God, what just happened? It's weird. I know a lot about pop culture. You just, you have no idea. I, if, if, if there were an Olympics for trivia, just nonsensical stuff, I would so own it. <laughs> Donald Trump leads Ron DeSantis in Iowa, my home state. You want to hear the oldest joke in the world about Iowa? What does Iowa stand for? I owe the world an apology. <laughs> Whatever, anyway. I was just in Iowa over the uh, weekend. I went up and saw my mother's uh, grave, actually. It's lovely. It's Southwest Iowa, I got to tell you. It looks a lot like wine country. It really is. It's pretty. I never realized it when I was growing up there because I wanted to leave so badly. Not because of Iowa. There was other things. Anyway, so uh, uh, Ron DeSantis uh, is uh, trailing Donald Trump by double digits. 
So a new poll by the American Greatness shows 44% of likely Iowa Republicans caucus uh, voter, they favor Donald Trump. So DeSantis is Trump's nearest potential competitor, 18 points behind. So 44 to 16, then Nikki Haley has no chance of winning at all. Sorry, Haley supporters. She's not going to be the president. I'm just going to tell you. No. You know who else isn't going to be? Asa Hutchinson is not going to be the president of the United States. It's just, it, it, it's not going to happen. Tim Scott, eventually. Ron DeSantis, yeah, you know, sure, eventually. I don't know. I can't predict the future. So uh, the poll also showed that uh, 57% think Trump is better poison than DeSantis to improve the economy. 15% believe the inverse is true. 43% said Trump is better uh, fit to take on the radical left. Well, duh. Look what he just did to the Durham thingy and all the other nonsense. And moreover, the poll found that a whopping 87% of the respondents approved of Trump's first term. 13% disapproved. So there you go. Uh, Trump candidates continue to win. You know why? Because uh, people... Here, well, I'll just tell you. I'm just going to tell you. Whether you like it or not. People who voted for Donald Trump in 2020 are still pissed off about 2020. There you go. I heard Megyn Kelly the other day say it. For some odd reason, you can't say it. You can't say it. Yeah, you can. Screw you, I can say it. It's true. 75 to 90% of people who voted for Donald Trump in 2020 said that he got screwed. There you go. But anyway, uh, Daniel Cameron, endorsed by Trump, won the Kentucky primary for governor over DeSantis by a similar... Well, hold on a second. Hold on. Iowa, Trump, uh, what was it, 46 to uh, uh, 26, 18. And here, David Cameron won uh, 47 to 17. That's kind of weird. And here is uh, Mr. Cannon kind of thanking Donald Trump. Home ...that made this win a reality. And of course, a big thank you to President Donald J. Trump for his support. And his endorsement of this campaign, let me just say, let me just say, the Trump culture of winning is alive and well in Kentucky. There you go. Kind of strange. I, I lived in Kentucky, too, by the way. I love Kentucky. I love the state. I lived in uh, Fort Thomas, right across from Cincinnati. Cincinnati, one of the best cities in America. Just glorious, glorious town. And if you're ever in Cincinnati, you got to get some Grater's ice cream. You got to get some Skyline chili. You could go Gold Star. You got to have a chili three way. No, it's not what you think. Uh, and you also got to get some uh, some uh, La Rosa's pizza because it's a gift from God. Oh, and one other thing I did morning radio in Cincinnati for five years. There is no WKRP, there is a WKRC, and it's a TV station. Thought you should know. All right, let's take a break and come back, wrap up this show, shall we? This is the Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show. Make sure to have a, a glorious day. Check out the podcast, newsmikes.com slash listen. Until tomorrow, don't fall out of the coconut tree or catch the stupid. I'll see you then. Bye. Bye.